welcome back to another episode of Vegan Proteins Muscles by Brussels Radio. My name is Danny, And I'm Giacomo. And this is our 44th episode. So this is a little bit different because it seems like it's two weeks later, but we actually just finished recording the last podcast five minutes ago. So like I said, we're trying something different where we create a bunch of them back to back so that we have some lined up for you. And right now we are hitting a podcast PR recording two in one day, hopefully more by the end of the day. Uh, So when this comes out, we're going to be gearing up to fly out for the LA Fit Expo in a couple of days. So this should be really, really exciting. Hopefully while we're there, we're gonna be recording to make a vlog on how this goes down. So definitely keep your eyes out for that. And also hopefully, see by me saying this, I'm holding us accountable. Mm. Giacomo will have had some videos out on the YouTube channel at this point. So he will be joining me on camera. Oh boy, I don't know if you can see me right now, but I have two fingers right on the pulse over here. No panic, no pressure, no worries. I got this. So he hasn't <laughs> he hasn't recorded it yet, but oh, it's like time. It's like confetti. You'll only get that if you've seen Haunting of Hill House, which Giacomo <laughs> still hasn't. So anyway, I digress. So all right, Giacomo, let's just dive right in. What are we talking about today? So as we record, it is January. Fourth, hopefully this will be coming out. See, I'm making myself accountable again on the 22nd of January. So what is major about the 22nd of January? I'm losing you here. What's the 22nd of January? So (laughs) typically when someone's New Uh, Year's resolutions start to drop off, it's usually around the 22nd of January. mm. So we figured this would be a decent topic for right around this time. Where all those resolutions you made when you were starry-eyed on December 31st are starting to look a little muddy, a little less, like, rewarding for you. Uh, And this is something that Giacomo and I both feel really, really strongly about. And we decided to talk about it. What is it? We're talking about rituals and habits. The stuff that make sure that whatever things we were initially motivated about doing actually stick. You know, the not so fun stuff, the stuff that, the stuff that we're made of basically, when it, when it stops becoming something fun and exciting and rather than just being addicted to being impulsive and, and, and motivated to do things to actually do the hard work. Today's episode of Muscles by Brussels Radio is proudly sponsored by Health IQ, a life insurance company that specifically rewards vegan lifters for their health conscious choices with lower rates. I found the application process to be pretty cool. Should you have a nutrition journal like MyFitnessPal, for example, you could submit your data to them and they will reward your health-based choices like eating plant-based with some of the lowest quotes that you can possibly find out there because they're catered to you. Vegans have lower all-cause mortality rate, a lower risk of heart disease, and a lower risk of cancer. So why not take advantage of the savings we receive for living a more health-minded life? Head over to healthiq.com forward slash vegan proteins to both support our show and to see just how low of a rate you can qualify for for being the healthy person that you are. You know, that's what it really boils down to. So these habits and rituals that 
we essentially aim to create when we get excited about you know new year new us uh, you know getting getting uh, into training regularly getting into meal prepping regularly all that fun stuff when we realize like the excitement and, and has lost its luster a little bit what's going to keep us going on day 22 and beyond and it's those habits that we create and it's finding a way to basically make them something we don't even think about we just do you know it just becomes a part of our day the same the same way we wake up we go to bed we brush our teeth we go to work. These are things that we don't think about. We just do them, right? Yeah. And I think that's the thing is like when people sit down to write out their goals at the end of December, the beginning of January, um, you know, you have big goals. Like I want to run a marathon this year or whatever, whatever that I don't want to run a marathon this year, just so we're clear. But if that's your goal, like that's a big goal. And then the next thing people do, and this is a good thing to do, is they break it down into steps. Like by the end of January, I need to have logged this many miles to run a marathon, et cetera, et cetera. But we're not so great about breaking that down into the next smaller steps and then the next smaller steps until you have these little tiny things that you just do without thinking. And one of the biggest questions that Giacomo and I get asked and probably a lot of people get asked is like, how do you stay motivated to do X, Y, or Z? And it's kind of funny because of how often we are not motivated to do a goddamn thing. Like motivation, I'll take my contest prep as an example. At the end of that contest prep, do you think I was motivated? I wasn't motivated to walk to the bathroom to pee. Like I wasn't motivated to do anything uh, but I did the things I needed to do, not because of motivation, but because of discipline at first and then habit after that. So what do you think is the key to setting up habits that stick? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, uh, shoot, I get, I feel like creating habits that stick really boil down to not the action itself but whatever gets us to perform the action. I, I realize I'm speaking a little vague over here, but let me give no, you- No, not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just talk in circles and not actually make a point. I'm just kidding. I got a point here, I promise, and I'll get to it. <laughs> All right, let's say that the habit that we want to perform on a routine basis is going to the gym. Now, should we just create, so that's, it's not the habit of self, like going to the gym is not, and just saying we need to go to the gym and just repeating that process is, is a recipe. Like it might work for a while, but it's not going to be, in my opinion, it's not going to be what makes it stick. It's the, it's the rituals around getting to the gym that we need to focus on. Yeah, like the end result, the gym, being there, actually training and having a great workout, that's the reward. But how do we get to said reward? Well, we gotta get our ass to the gym. How do we get to the gym? We have to build a ritual around getting to the gym. What do we focus on? The ritual around getting to the gym. And that kind of sounds a little silly, but it's the truth. That to me, like that's that's where your efforts need to, to be. All right, so for me, what that looks like is, is simple. <laughs> you know, I, I remember talking, uh, you know, because, you know, and Dame and I, a buddy of mine, we just kind of like tease ourselves. And I remember telling him, I don't know if I was doing like on an Instagram story or something, but I was like, you know, when I, when I have my weekend routine, you know, I, I like to lay out my clothing for the week. 
You know, I, and, and to some people that might seem a little ridiculous, like, oh, why is he just being overly organizational about getting his clothes ready? Can't he just have clean clothes and grab them? And, and, and yeah, probably. But for me personally, the cue of having my, my gym gear laid out, it's not a matter of picking out my wardrobe. It's a matter of making it, I've put so much time and effort into this silly little ritual. I've planned it for a whole weekend. I've literally mapped out my clothing for the week that it would be foolish of me on Monday to not grab my Monday outfit and go. Like, why did I put all this time and effort into having my gym outfit? And this is just one example. You know, what this looks like for everybody is going to be different. And Giacomo is going to make a YouTube video about his morning rituals <laughs> and things like that. So, accountability. Uh -huh. Okay, go on. So anyway, you know, it's, I think it's important to understand why these rituals are important. And, and so, you know, kind of like plan out, put it this way, momentum, mo motivation, momentum is really important. And I, and I don't think that we should, we should, I don't think it's anything to scoff at. I think whatever creates a spark in you, whatever the catalyst is to get started, like embrace that, but don't become addicted to that feeling. Use that feeling to get started and then and then after a while when you realize like oh crap like I don't feel as excited about this anymore you know that that reward is no longer there you know realize that the the short-term rewards are going to be less and less over time when we focus more and more on the long-term rewards and those long-term rewards are only going to be achieved when we find a way to be consistent day in and day out with, with the boring stuff, you know? I think that something that has really helped me, leave it to me to take this and put a negative spin on it. God, we cannot change who we are, can we? Um, <laughs> something that I think about whenever I have a goal, and it's something that I think is gonna be kind of challenging for me, is I always count on my future self to be lazy. Like I can always count on my future self to not want to do it, to want to wimp out, to chill on the couch and watch an extra half an hour of Netflix or things like that. If I can, if I know that in advance, if I know, oh, future Danny, future Danny's probably not going to want to do this. How can I make this thing I want to do as easy as possible for future lazy Danny then I kind of set myself up better. So it's, it's saying something very similar to what Giacomo just said. It's just he is the eternal optimist, and I just know that I'm probably going to be a lazy POS. So, <laughs> so if I can, you know, if I know, all right, I have this idea in my head right now that I want to eat all these healthy, colorful, vegetable-laden dinners. Ah, what a wonderful goal that would be. But I know... Come January 22nd at 6 p.m. when it's time for dinner, I am going to be run ragged and I am going to want to put a frozen burrito in the microwave and call it a day because that is how life plays out, folks. When we're writing our goals and we're, you know, starry-eyed and wishful thinking about our bright futures once we achieve our goals, that's all cool. But unfortunately... Shit gets in the way, and sometimes it's you that gets in the way, and you need to be prepared for that. So what can I do in advance while that motivation is high? 
Well, I can buy a ton of colorful vegetables, chop them up, put them in pre-portioned baggies or Tupperware and freeze them. So come January 22nd, when I'm freaking exhausted and I want a frozen burrito, I already have something that I can just throw into a pan or even in the microwave. And I'm still achieving the goal of eating a bright and colorful vegetable laden dinner in the exact same amount of time it would take me to make the other choice that was not in line with my goals. So anytime you can make the quote unquote right choice easier, you're way more likely to stick to it. And I think this is particularly important at the beginning of a goal, right? Because what did I say earlier? Like it starts with discipline. It all starts with discipline. Once the habit is established, it becomes so much easier. That's why we create habits is so that we don't have to think so hard about getting to the gym. For example, like Giacomo said, when we first were establishing our gym routine, it was hard. Like it was hard to work that in every day. Every day was like pulling teeth to get our asses out the door to go to the gym. And as it became a habit, now we barely even think about it. We just go, cause it's just what we do. All habits are like that. At first it requires a lot of focus, dedication and discipline, but as long as you keep doing it, it will become a habit, you'll have to think about it less. But in order to keep doing it in the beginning, you need to make it as easy on your future lazy self as possible. So, you know, I think when it comes to those of us who are very ambitious, you know, who want to get the absolute most out of life, and I feel like that would be indicative of many people in our audience over here being into to fitness and nutrition, we're looking to improve ourselves, right? I think it's easy to just create a laundry list of goals and then to like take these goals and then create micro goals and take these micro goals and create more. My, like you get what I'm, you get my point here. I don't know if you could feel my anxiety or I should say excitement on it, but we become overwhelmed. We want, we want to do everything and that's all well and good. And it's the greatest feeling in the world to want to be better, but just thinking about it and doing it are two totally different subjects. And so I find that simplicity is best when it comes to goal setting. And and after you set a goal, to not focus on goal setting anymore and to just break it down into smaller actionable steps. Break it down into what you're going to do for the week. Break it down on what you're going to do for the day. Me personally, I have a weekend ritual and and a weekday ritual and they kind of go hand in hand. You know, I have certain things that I do on the weekend that set myself up for the week for success. Like I was mentioning before with the whole, you know, the, the gym, the gym clothing thing, you know, I, I create my supplements for the week. Um, I create, I, I, I kind of visualize how the week's going to go. So it's not just jotting things down. It's, it's, you know, there's some mental work involved also. I'm, I'm a firm believer in visualizing, you know, <laughs> and it's funny because I've usually been the type of person where it's like less talking and thinking and more action, but... You? That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Go on. Wait, what do you mean? Are you, you said, is that sarcasm? No, I mean, no, you, you're all talk. Really? Yep. No. Yeah. Now you say, well, I, I guess I could see why you would say that, but I guess my point here is like, I'm the energizer bunny. Yes. Okay. We can agree on that. I'm the yes. energizer bunny. 
And for me, it's like, go, 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 action, 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 and like throw in some things and they'll happen, right? And those things just happen to be the things that I'm most passionate about that I hope on happening. But my point here is that even for someone like me, that it is, I think it's, it's, it is incredibly important to live in my head to some extent and visualize what I'm going to do. That's my point. Like action without intention is, is useless, you ooh, know? Ooh, that's a quote. Ooh, Go oh, ahead. Okay. Um, Action without intention is useless. Yeah. I dig it. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, and I kind of feel like that, like that, that is my, that's been my ongoing challenge for as far as personal development is concerned. And the lessons that I've learned along the way by trying and failing is that, you know, <laughs> it, I would stand, it, it, it would stand to reason that, that I would have some benefit to, to living inside my head a little bit and like literally playing things out before they actually happen. Now I'm not talking, I'm not like waxing philosophical over here. I'm being real simple. We're let's break it down back to what we're actually talking about habits and rituals. Okay. So I literally visualize myself going to the gym. I visualize myself waking up and going on a walk. I might not actually go on that walk and I might feel like a failure because of it, but I'm still going to dream big and I'm still going to imagine going on that walk. And when that fails, I start to think about, all right, well, what didn't I do to go on that walk? And that's, and that's when I go back to the, the drawing board. So if you get my picture here, I guess what I'm talking about is there's, there's no harm in, uh, in visualizing what you're going to do, thinking about it, like actually playing the week out in your head. And then, and then once you're done doing that, kind of like writing those actionable points on paper for the weekend and then doing the thing during the week. Can you give me an example of what you're talking about? Yeah, like sure. Use, use a concrete example of a goal you set and how you broke it down like that for people. I'm curious. Okay. All right. So here, so, so let's, let's get off of fitness for walks. I feel like I've been talking more about like training and how to do that and, and get back to nutrition. So, uh, let's, let's borrow your idea, right? Where for you, you're striking while the iron's hot and you're feeling energetic and that's how you're going to eat, eat the rainbow, so to speak. And you're going to get all your veggies in for me. You know, say I want to get a whole bunch of veggies in. Now, I, you know, I'm an energetic person by nature to a fault where I'm not actually using my energy in a valuable way. And I'm just running around or talking in circles as you, you've probably seen or heard me do sometimes. What I, what I will do is I'll think in my head, all right, I want to eat more vegetables. What I want, why do I want to eat more vegetables? Because I enjoy them. How am I going to do that? Well, um, in order to eat more vegetables, I need them in the house. Uh, I need to, to have them, one, I need to have my grocery list done ahead of time. I'm thinking about this. Two, I need to make sure to, to create a day where I'm going to honor, like today's the day I create my grocery list, tomorrow is the day that I go grocery shopping. And then three, I need to have my vegetables readily accessible. I need them in my face. I need, you know, I need my fruits like on display, right on the kitchen counter, in a bowl, I need my vegetables. Every time I open up the refrigerator, I want to see the foods that I want to gravitate towards in my face and the foods that I don't want to eat as often, but I still want access to, they should be a little further out of reach. They should be more difficult to get to. Not that I don't want them. I don't want to punish myself by getting them out of the house or anything like that. You know what I mean? Um, I, I want them accessible, but I don't want them to be the first thing that I grab. I think about where my eyes usually gravitate towards in the refrigerator. And honestly, it's not the crisper, you know, that stuff is like out of sight. I will take my, my two bunches of collard greens and I will put them, boom, right front and center 
next to where, say, I don't know, maybe like someone would put their, their soda, for example. And, and now every time I open up the refrigerator, I see greens and they're magical and they're ready to be cooked. And, and I mean, you could keep going on and on about this and believe me, I do in my head, you know, how do I prepare them easily, et cetera, et cetera. So that would be a concrete example, I think of how, you know, of how I'm breaking down these things in my head and then actually doing them to make sure I do the thing instead of just being like, yeah, I know I should eat more vegetables, all right? But I, I really don't know, you know, I'm just gonna do it. Like, you're not just gonna do it more often than not. You, you, need, you need these these rituals and these habits surrounding what you know you want to be doing in, in order to make it happen on a consistent basis. As many of you guys know, this last year has been really tough for me losing several of my family members. And it got me thinking that it's a good idea to have all of your ducks in a row in case anything is to happen to you. And, you know, for the first time in my adult life, I started thinking about like very grown up things like life insurance and, and things like that. And I started doing some research and I actually came across this company called Health IQ. And they're a life insurance agency that actually offers savings to very healthy people like vegans and people who lift regularly. And I thought that that was really cool. So I started doing some more digging and learned some interesting things. So some things I didn't know were that vegans have 15% lower risk of all-cause mortality Vegans have 34% lower risk of female-specific cancers, and people who strength train at least twice a week have 41% reduction in early death from heart disease compared to people who don't lift. Um, but when you think about it, oftentimes we end up paying the same prices for insurance as people who are a lot less healthy and this life insurance agency, Health IQ, actually can save you quite a bit of money if you go and take their Health IQ quiz and, you know, prove to them that you're vegan and you lift and you're healthy. And they take you all the way from the beginning of like taking that quiz all the way through starting an application and underwriting the policy and all of that stuff that, you know, can be quite overwhelming. They kind of hold your hand all the way through that. And I personally just think that that's really cool. And it's something I didn't know about. So I thought maybe I could pass this information on to you guys. And, you know, perhaps it could help some of you out if you were thinking about doing this, but you weren't really sure uh, if you're going to go that route. This is definitely a cool route to go. So if you want to see if you qualify, you can go get a free quote at healthiq.com slash vegan proteins, or you can mention vegan proteins when you call and talk to a health IQ agent. But definitely if it's something you've been thinking about, you have nothing to lose by checking it out. So I highly recommend going and taking a look because it could save you quite a bit of money just because you are living a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, those are all really good points. Um, I, again, goes back to setting yourself up for lazy future you to do the right thing. See, I'm on to something here. Sure. Think about lazy future you. Just keep thinking about her. Um, another thing that I think is helpful is to make those goals... Is to make... Another thing that I do is I make the habit that I'm trying to create really, really small. Like almost embarrassingly small. 
actually, because then it's very easy for me to achieve. I almost make it so small that I have no excuse not to do it. And I'll give you an example of that. So thinking about the vegetable one, like eating more vegetables, my big goal would be to eat more vegetables, more colorful vegetables, um, more frequently. But the mini goal, the tiny goal, could be to have one cup of vegetables at one meal per day. That's one cup of vegetables. Do you know how easy that is to achieve? And then every day that I eat the one cup of vegetables, I get to check off my box. And I'm also a huge fan of creating a visual representation of your habits, which we'll talk about in a minute because Giacomo's eyes just lit up when I said it. Um, but I get to tick my box every day that I eat one cup of vegetables. Um, this actually isn't a goal for me. It's an example of a goal. Um, but at once upon a time, it was a goal for me. And the thing that I found is that having one cup of vegetables, well, then it was very easy to have two cups of vegetables. And then the better I felt having two cups of vegetables, the easier it was to do that a couple times a day. But as long as I had that one cup, one time per day, I got to check off my box. Um, another example, when I was walking a ton for contest prep was not, okay, I'm gonna walk five miles a day, which is ultimately what I ended up doing. The, the habit was I'm gonna put on my shoes and go outside every day. So even if I put on my shoes and went outside and said, nope, and came back in, which I think happened all of twice, all contest prep, and it's when it was downpouring, all I had to do was put my shoes on and go outside, which means that like 99% of the time, once I put the shoes on and stepped outside, I started walking. And that, again, all I had to do to check my box off was put my shoes on and go outside. But almost every single time I started walking and got in quite a bit of ground that way. But I made the habit so small that it was actually stupid for me to not do it and not check off my box. So are you you're trying to tell me that every single time I took your shoes and put them in the closet or something like that, that I was sabotaging you? Yep. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty much what you do, for being honest. Love you. Um, but yeah, I also think it's really important to have uh, some visual representation of your habits. So I've done this in so many formats. I've done it in journals where I check off the habits that I'm trying to work on and did I or did I not do them every day. I've done it on a box on my wall that looks like a calendar where I X the day off if I did my habit or not. And it's actually very rewarding. And there's a lot to be said for the reward of doing what you said you were going to do. The little dopamine hit that you get, it sounds so stupid, right? We think dopamine, we think like drug, sex, and rock and roll to give us dopamine hits, but something as simple as checking off a square can be dopamine hit enough to keep us going. And, you know, it's a visual representation of how close you are to actually making your habit into something that you don't need to think about anymore. By the time it's a habit, you probably don't need to check it off in a box anymore. And that's, that's the magic of it, of actually doing it for, you know, I think they say 21 days, but I think to be on the safe side, I think 50 days is usually what I like to think of if, if I've done it for 50 days. It's probably going to be a habit after that point. It's like pulling up my phone over here right now. There's a, there's an app that I swear by. I, I, we'll put it in the show notes as well. 
I want to say it's called Habit Tracker. Hold on. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe it's called Habit Tracker, but you basically, I mean, basically any sort of, because put it this way, how many times do we pick up and put down our phone these days? Like whether you live on your phone or you're not, or you don't, like we all have the habit of picking up our phone and putting it down. And if we could do something useful with that, like picking up our phone, opening it up, and then boom, right on the front page is an app that you access to to visually track these habits, you know, uh, it's it's helpful. And then, you know, these, these habit tracking apps usually have rewards like, hey, you've done this thing 10 days in a row, you've done these things 30 days in a row, and what's the big reward? Like, yay, you get a sticker with a medal on it, and wow, that's that's just so flowery and cool um, in the digital world. But okay, my point here is just like Danny said, it seems silly, but no, it still is encouraging and motivating for you to, to continue to to do it. So, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of of doing things uh, digitally. To uh, and I am not. <laughs> But like you, you know, I also came from from the the pen and paper world, pre-technology era. I think we all, if we're over 20 years old, we came from the pen and paper world, Giacomo. We're not dating ourselves, are we? So something else that I like to do is uh, I like to use a calendar or a planner, for example, to, as a visual representation, I like to put things on my... Put it this way, wherever your workspace is, there should be something there that is visual and tangible for you to access. To use, to remind yourself like, hey, you're doing the thing. So if anybody is interested, what are some resources that you've found that were really great for learning about habit tracking for you? Atomic Habits by James Clear is a very useful resource Break, like breaking this down on a scientific level, basically, uh, you know, and how to, how to create rituals, habits, why they work, etc., etc. Most books out there just explain why habits work, but they don't actually explain how to establish habits and repeat them. And this book in particular specializes in that, so it's definitely worth a read. I also think The Willpower Instinct was a pretty good book. Um, that was by Kelly McGonigal. That's funny. I actually didn't know that it was by a female because I listened to it on Audible and it was narrated by a male. But it's called The Willpower Instinct, and, and that was a really good one as well. Um, also, The Power of Habit. Like, if you're not sold on the idea uh, that habits are kind of the bottom line of everything, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, I didn't find it to be a super, super helpful book in terms of like helping you realize how you're going to map out your own personal habits. I think Atomic Habits was way, 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 way better for that. But like the first half of the book, The Power of Habit, really um, explained how powerful habits can be. And there's an anecdote about essentially an elderly man who was losing his short-term memory. He was losing his memory completely. Not Alzheimer's, it was a special condition. He was losing his memory completely, but certain things were so habituated and so ingrained in his mind that even when his mind was almost completely gone, he still had these certain habits and that goes to show just how powerful they are. So those are some of the resources that we would recommend. I would love, 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 love to hear what your habits are, what your New Year's resolutions were, and if you're sticking to them. And if you are sticking to them, what were some of the habits that you put in place for yourself to make them successful? That stuff fascinates me. So I would love to hear more about it. 
please reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Vegan Proteins and at Muscles by Brussels. So we are going to move on to our question and answer segment of this episode. And I'm going to randomly draw one out of this hat for Giacomo. Oh, there's two stuck together, so I guess we got the one for me too. Alright. What do you love outside of health and fitness? Do I have to pick just one thing? <laughs> well, uh, I would say as of late, I've reignited my passion for music. Probably because, I don't know, maybe I want to impress Danny or maybe I'm just like, there's something that I, I used to love that I haven't done in a long time. But I used to play the drums, I would say, for, gee, a long time. But it's been it's also been a long time since I've played them. So uh, I enjoy drumming, uh, play, playing on a drum kit in particular. And uh, and learning new music, yeah, that's something I love to do outside of health and fitness. And and honestly, I do it. I would say I do it four times a week or more. So it's something I've been doing pretty regularly with my with my you know free time. What do you like doing outside of health and fitness, Danny? Uh, I really really love spending time with my family, uh, particularly my niece. She just turned two. She is the light of my life. Um, but outside of that, I love stories. And what that means, I love reading stories. I love watching stories on TV and in movies. Um, it's kind of like a family pastime in my extended family that we just consume a ton of media, whether that's music, books, movies, TV. Um, we all really, really enjoy it. And yeah, that means that I... My hobby is watching TV. Uh, no, but really, I do actually watch a fair amount of movies and TV. But I don't mean I like plunk my butt in front of the TV for hours a day. I often am playing something in the background uh, while I'm doing other things. But it is one of my favorite things. And I have a handful of clients. You know who you are. That uh, we, we discuss these sorts of things every single week as well. So yeah, I, outside of health and fitness, I would say that I am a, a media junkie. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's see if we have an actual health and fitness question here. Uh, what do you think? This is from Instagram. I can't read the name completely. It's Ashley. Um, what do you think about tattoos in bodybuilding competitions? Well, if you want to play it super safe and you, uh, and you still have virgin skin, you can tattoo your wrists and your ankles. And basically as far as, as far as like going up on stage, it, I would say like it has absolutely uh, zero impact on, on, um, you know, on your visual representation when, when, when you're being judged. Now, Obviously, what? Now, obviously, you know, like those are not exactly fun areas to tattoo, you know, and most of us want to get something that is a little more prominently displayed because a tattoo is something that, that, you know, if you get it, there's, there's a reason behind it, you know? Uh, more often than not. And so I think there are certain areas or a certain amount of tattoos that you can get 
where, you know, basically it, I, I would say it has a, a pretty much no impact whatsoever, especially in this day and age where, where most people are tattooed. I think when it comes to the point where you're, you're pretty heavily tattooed, there are some ways that you can, um, that you can use, there are some ways that you can uh, be tanned, you know, like you can apply multiple coatings so that your, you know, your symmetry can't get thrown off. So in other words, like, let's say you have a full arms. I'm I, ju I just, I disagree with Jacobo <laughs> so much right okay, now. Okay, <laughs> go on. Talk to me. Uh, all right. So there is no rule that you cannot have tattoos in bodybuilding. You, it's, it should not, in theory, affect your judging whatsoever. That said, certain amounts of tattoos on certain body parts, they're going to throw off the way you look. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. There is no amount of tattoo cover that is going to cover tattoos. Mm -hmm. So tattoo cover exists, um, but in my experience with one of my clients who has used it, it actually ended up making her look worse, not better, to try and cover up her tattoos. So a dear sweet friend and client of mine, very, very heavily tattooed, especially one arm in particular, was very, very dark. Um, and we all know that dark colors make things look smaller, right? So that arm, even though it wasn't smaller than her other arm, ended up appearing smaller on stage. And I do think that that could affect someone's placing, even if the judges are not intending to judge harshly on that. Now, that's talking about somebody who's very, very heavily tattooed with very dark tattoos. Um, the majority of competitors have tattoos nowadays. I would say way more competitors than not have tattoos. And for the most part, it has zero impact. Um, I've seen people with tattoos on all body parts that have zero impact on how they're going to be judged. Zero. It's only when an area is tattooed so heavily or so darkly, or it's a whole limb or a whole quadrant of someone's body that I feel like even with the judges have the best intentions, it can't not throw off the way that somebody looks. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a, like an optical illusion, so to speak. Like no one has, no one, you're not being scrutinized for one side being tattooed more than the other. It just, it can throw off things visually. Yeah. But if, like Giacomo said, if, if you want to get tattoos and you're worried about your placing, um, typically below the elbow, so your forearms, your wrists, that's all fair game. And below the knee, your calves and shins and ankles, that's all fair game. Everything else, you run a little bit of a risk. But that said, almost everybody's tattooed and no one holds it against you. Exactly. All right, and that concludes this episode of Vegan Proteins Muscles by Brussels Radio. Feel free to stay in touch with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all the social medias at veganproteins.com. We also have a Muscles by Brussels Facebook group, and we'd like to continue the conversation there. Thanks again for listening. Once again, my name is Giacomo. And I'm Danny, and we'll talk to you soon. Take a minute.